Does your relationship with a teen seem hopeless? Teens of today face so many heavy issues, from bullying to pregnancy. They want someone to turn to, but they aren't sure where to start. We've got some answers. This is Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. We can provide tools to help teens and their parents see things a bit differently and open up the lines of discussion. Now, here's Coach Lily. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio, and I'm your host, Lily Williams. I am owner and CEO of Perfecting Destiny Coaching Services, and we help teens to become productive citizens and to live their best lives by helping them to fall in love with themselves and to get rid of limiting belief, thoughts, and ideas that does not add value to them. We believe we can change teen behavior by changing what and how teens think. Our topic for today is going to be help. I'm being bullied. And the show is about finding strategies to reduce and eliminate the devastation that teens experience as a result of being bullied. Now, today's guest is going to be Miss Jacqueline Howard, Dr. Jacqueline Howard. She is a life coach, and she and I together have served over thousands of children. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you before we go further. Uh, Coach Howard, introduce yourself to our radio audience, please. Good morning, Coach Lily. It's great to be here with you today. And like you said, I have been in education for over 33 years. And so we have seen a lot of children. I'm currently a life coach helping to build stronger communities of women with moving on with coaching. So we have a heart of passion to help people. That is what we do, and so I'm here today to talk a little bit about that. Great, great, great. And uh, Coach Howard and I, like I said, we have been charged with the duties of, you know, handling discipline issues on a day-to-day basis during our almost 30 years of tenure with high school kids. We've worked in alternative settings. So we've got a lot of experience dealing with bully and bully issues. Now, today we decided to do this show because sometimes the victim that's being bullied is screaming help in so many different ways. They're saying, I'm being bullied. And you know what, Coach? You know what else they're saying is that no one is addressing it. So you and I are going to talk about that this morning. Okay? A lot of times when people think of bullying, they see it as mostly or only a behavioral issue. But research is now talking about bullying as a public health issue, one that negatively impacts our youth. And so when we look at it as a public health issue, then we're now looking at how can we implement some things? What can we do to help make it safe for our children? Mm. 
And I, I had not thought about that issue at all. Usually sometimes when we define uh, bullying, we don't use like medical terms. We don't use technical terms. We just say that bullying, as we know it in the school systems and, you know, everywhere else that we encounter it, is just like people uh, are serving their authority over other people. Is no, people the power tr- and the physical part of it? Yes. Yes, the power, and and it's trying to take power from another person by having them to say what they want to say, do what they want them to do, or be what they want them to be. And uh, yes. that's per- pretty much what we have in our society now. And when we say, uh, "Help! I'm being bullied," I think uh, uh, Dr. Howard, we're looking at. On our show today, looking at some of those signs that people don't often see, let's talk about some of those signs for the parents, for the pastors, for the people in the community, teachers, that sometimes they don't even see. That's true. Now, one of the things about someone that is being bullied, because they don't want to appear weak, because they don't want to bring more attention to themselves from the person that's bullying them, because they don't want to be considered a snitch, it's amazing that about half of those students won't even report it to the classroom teacher or the person that's in charge of them wherever they are. And that's why, and we both you and I have been in administration, so when we sometimes get calls or parents will come in and they'll talk about, their child has been bullied, and mm-hmm. they look at us like, you didn't know? Well, the child hasn't reported it to the classroom teacher. Not in all instances, but in many instances, maybe the child has not even said anything to the person in charge. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes that is the absolute reason why bullying has not been taken care of. Now, Sometimes uh, we get reports of children or students having been bullied. And when we look at it, it's not uh, a a valid report of that is what had happened. Sometimes kids just say, I've been bullied. If someone has, you know, been mean to them that day or said something that they didn't want said to them, or it may have been a one-time occurrence. And you and I know as administrators that we would not uh, uh, consider that as being bullied. But we do know, Coach Howard, now when the parents come in sometime and they say, you know, my child is being bullied or something, and then the other parent, the other child's parents say, well, what did they do or what did they say? You, right, and, I, right. did they... <laughs> you and I know that now, that is, one... okay, go ahead. Sometimes we don't know that information. And like you said, when... Bullying occurs, it is not usually a one-time incident. It is aggressive behavior towards a child that is repeated. And that repeated same, is the word, repeated, yeah, yes. More than once. And as an adult or as a person viewing it, you have to look at the relationship between the two children. Now, some children are highly competitive, so they're going to say some things or exchange words with another student and it may sound to someone like bullying, but if you know the relationship of those two students, then you can say that is, that's how they do. Now, and for some, that if a child is being bullied, that means someone is being aggressive towards them. That child is not enjoying that interaction. That child is stepping back. That child feels threatened or, being, and, you know, 
in immediate danger from that one person. They are fearful mm-hmm. to some degree. Yes, so and you said they're not enjoying that interaction. Now, you and I know that uh, our little bullies are skillful in that that behavior. So sometimes when you say, well, what did they say and what did they do? What kind of responses do we get then, uh, Dr. Howard? Yeah, and see, just like (laughs) you said, there are more than one type of bullying. There can be a mode of direct confrontational bullying, face-to-face hitting, taunting words and things like that. And then sometimes it's indirect. I'm not saying anything to you directly, but I started a rumor about you or I have had my friends isolate you in some degree. So there are different ways people can bully you. So there are different types as well. You can be a physical, like we said, about the hitting and the pushing, or I can verbally abuse you and bully you. Yes. So we just have yes. to make sure that we know those signs and can read them. And any act, whether the child feels like it's bullying, and we might think it's bullying, or we might say that that's a one-time incident, we need to take it seriously as uh, educators. We need to take it seriously as parents, because even if it's not what is um, labeled bullying, if any child feels threatened, then we need to address it. If they're you're not absolute, comfortable socially interacting you're absolutely with right. person, mm-hmm. we need to address it and help them understand or help them or give them some kind of coping skills so they can better identify what it is as well. You're absolutely right, uh, Dr. Howard. We deal with that on a day-to-day basis, uh, just the act of bullying. And uh, down further in our show today, we'll be talking about some of those consequences and some of the effects that it has on our teens. But we want to talk some more about uh, that public health issue before we uh, go further. Can you talk to our radio audience about how bullying becomes a public health issue? Yeah. And I didn't realize that I'm, uh, I've been on the board for several years now, and I'm currently the chair. But everything that happens in our community is a public health issue. Why? Because it affects the way people are feeling, what it affects the way the people are living. And for a child to be stressed, traumatized, because I'm afraid to go into class, someone's going to say something to me today, someone might try to trip me up. If that child is under trauma and pressure, then they start feeling physical effects to their bodies. They can actually feel sick. I don't want to go to school today. I'm sick. I'm throwing up. Why? Because they are so psychologically caught up in anticipating their day. They're worried about what is going to go on that day. They have internalized and they have built up anxiety. You're absolutely right. And during our radio show today, we will continue to refer back to that that one issue, public health issue. Uh, and usually when it gets outside the home and when it starts to get into the community and, and the public, it's really uh, a noticeable and it's an issue that people have taken uh, 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 some action on. But when we're talking about help, help, help me, I'm being bullied. We're talking about the children that are not uh, in the public yet, are not in the community yet, are not past their classroom. They are being 
bullied and they say that they're not getting the help that they need. And that's what we're, we, we, we don't want to leave this first segment without saying that these are the signs. Parents, sometimes they're not going to tell you, but we are giving you some signs this morning, uh, Dr. Howard and I, that you can look for in that child. And you're going to say, wow, something is happening with my child. Yeah. Some- mm-hmm. You know, we have heard for years, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. I don't want to hear that again. Me either. Because words are powerful. Mm -hmm. Words will damage you. And you have people that are now adults, but they're still suffering from the harmful words that have been fed to them over the years, their youthful years. When parents watch children, maybe an outgoing, happy child, who is now becoming introverted, now reluctant to go into social situations, who now doesn't seem to have any friends. Those are signs, and hopefully the parents will have picked up on these signs before it gets to these which are so overt, like students not wanting to go out, not wanting to go to school, and are becoming sick or just making complaints about, I hurt today, I can't go to school. We need to be very cognizant of our children and our children's behavior. Notice any small change. Are they coming and becoming a recluse now? Are they sharing with you what happened during their day? Or now is it when they come home and you ask them how was their day and they say, oh, it's all right, and that's all you get? Mm-hmm. I would, I would imagine, Coach, that sometimes kids are reluctant to say what is going on with them if they don't believe that it's going to be taken care of. And you did mention when we opened this morning that uh, kids don't want to feel weak. They don't want to feel uh, isolated feelings. And I want to say... I want to say, just like you said this morning, uh, those words, those words that uh, parents say and everybody else say, those words carry so much weight, and particularly with children and teens and even us as as adults. When we have been when we've been given words or words said to us or about us, those things have an effect. Those words become your feelings. They become reality to you. And when we're talking about uh, the the issue of bullying, those words that are said, whether whether they're said to the student or on paper with the cyber bullying and all of that, those words are so effective. I think you want you want to say something else about that. Well, I know our words will create our our situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if we give students also an opportunity to have that safe environment so they can express their words, so they can express their feelings. We know that sometimes if a person does not feel that you value what they say, they're gonna shut mm-hmm. down. It was and, 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 and it makes sense when you think about it. Why am I going to tell you what I'm feeling? Why am I going to tell you what I'm experiencing if you don't believe me? So as the adult, we need to make sure that our relationship with these children is such that they feel that they can come to us and be honest and be open and not be judged about what they're saying to us. I like that, too. That I, and I would write my word down, non-judgmental. And I want to uh-huh. say... Be, 
I want to say before we end this segment today that words are so powerful. You and I both know that if we are able to uh, work with our students, our adults, our children, everybody with positive words, positive statements, positive behaviors, giving them some praise and uh you know, and, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that's why bullying is happening, because that bully has got issues. And oh, they, absolutely. Yes. Right. They put them onto the uh, onto the victim. So we, we have talked some this morning about some signs that you can see as parents, some signs that you can see as uh, the teachers, the adults in our community. And we are still talking about how we can reduce or eliminate those devastating experiences that teens are going to have. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. And Dr. Howard and I, we've got more information for you to work with your teens. We got more information for the teens to work with themselves. And we're so happy to have you this morning. Come back with us for more tools for teen transformation. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and my guest is Dr. Jacqueline Howard. Stay with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting. To stop just one more teen suicide. Just one more teen pregnancy. And just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's perfectingdestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles. Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. And get ready to soar. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? 
It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at PerfectingDestinyLifeCoach at gmail.com That's PerfectingDestinyLifeCoach at gmail.com Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. Hello, radio audience, and thank you for coming back with us for Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Lily Williams, and my very special guest today is Dr. Jacqueline Howard. And what we are discussing today, we're exploring various strategies to reduce and eliminate the devastation that teens experience as a result of being bullied. Our topic today is help. I'm being bullied. And because we're tools for teen transformation, we're looking at giving you today ideas, strategies, mindset, helping you to make better choices and better decisions on how to help us and how to help you to eliminate bullying, bullying behavior. Now, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Howard and I, we're, we're still giving you tips. We're still talking. Uh, Dr. Howard, I mentioned to you when we were on our break that uh, Booker T. Washington had said that there are two ways that folks had strength and power and two ways that they exhibited that strength and power when dealing with other people. The one would be they could push people down with their power or they can lift people up with their power. And we're talking today about bullies and what they're doing with their power. And we're talking about I how. Go ahead. I think that's so on point. What you said, what the book for T said about mm-hmm. the bully. When you talk about using their power to suppress and put people down. And as the person being bullied. We want them to know that they have power as well. Even though the bully is pushing them down, they have power. And one of the most important, powerful things that they have or possess, and everyone has it, is the power of their words. And one of the things that we have is a simple stop. You know, a lot of times when you don't speak a thing, nothing happens. But Mm -hmm. when you use your words, things start to change. Now, some people who are being bullied, our teens, they might feel that they don't have the power or they're not confident enough that they can tell the person that is bullying them to stop it. But what they can do as one of the strategies is to talk to an adult that they trust. And as a teen, it is so important, and for parents out there listening, I cannot stress the importance of you taking the time to make sure that you maintain your relationship with your child, 
You need to be the advocate for your child, and your child needs to trust that they can come to you with any concern that they have. So telling someone is very key when you're being bullied. Another strategy is to maybe step away, and it's not, as I thought about that, Coach Lily, mm-hmm. when we say stay away from the person that's being bullied, you, what are we telling them? We're saying don't go to some of the places that you want to go. Is that the message that we really want to send? I don't think it's an effective message. I really don't. No, we don't want, don't we don't want, mm-mm, mm-mm. And so what we're saying is you are to go to places where you are supposed to go. You're not supposed to stay away simply because you're afraid of those that are in there. But do you have people, do you have friends, do you have an adult that can accompany you there? Do you have a support system? And that's another key thing to a person that's being bullied. Too often the person that is being bullied feels as if they are alone. I don't have any recourse. I don't have anyone to help me out. I don't have a friend. So one of the strategies is to place the person being bullied with a support team, a support group, or just one person. One person would make a difference. You're absolutely right. And particularly in a team setting, in a team setting, Coach Howard just mentioned that one person will make a difference. Uh I have observed that kind of behavior. If there's a person being bullied from another person, that that person could walk with the person to their lockers. They could walk with the person to their uh, lunch rooms and all those kinds of things. Just accompanying the victim sometimes releases the stresses from that bullier, from the person doing the bullying. And there was mm-hmm. another another uh, topic that we talked about uh, how to handle bullying. When I went through John Maxwell training and he had given the illustration of when we teach children and adults and small children that everything you do to someone else it'll come back to you, whether it's good or bad. Uh, so they need, they need to know oh. that. And we talked about, we gave, uh, he gave the scenario and he gave a demonstration of a person pushing another person down. And when you're pushing that person down, you're going down with that person. And when students can see that, it, it, it has a, a little bit of a different meaning. And when you're picking someone up, they're rising up with you. So don't we as teens want to be picking people up instead of pushing people down? If we're picking yeah. people up, they're helping us and helping our self-esteem and helping us to get our goals met, helping us to get where we need to get to. So what we want to do, one tip is to pick people up. And if you're not the person being bullied, help the person by Picking them up and picking them up means supporting them however you can. You might want to be the mouthpiece for that person. You think, Coach? Yes. You know, it's amazing the power of influence. If someone is being wooed and you say nothing, then your quietness, your lack of saying anything and your lack of intervening is simply saying, well, I must agree with that. I, I have compassion for that person, but that compassion is not causing me to act. And only when you act are things starting to make 
a change. You can't make a change if you're not willing to act on something you believe. Now, now, Coach, you know what? I think some I think some teens really believe that bullying has a devastating effect on other teens. I think that they believe that bullying is not what we're needing to do. I think that they believe that bullying is a bad habit. At the same time, some teens have said to me, just like they said to you, that that's not my problem when somebody else is being bullied. They said right, to you... Right. Just like they said to me that I'm That's not going to get in it. They say that mm-hmm. I might get the worst end of that bargain. What What do we tell teens when they come to us and they say, I, 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 it's not my problem? How have we addressed it in, in, our, in our employment history with the teens? <laughs> well, sometimes mm-hmm. when they say it's not my problem, you just simply help them understand that if it, it might not be your problem now, but at some point it might become your problem. And But if they're not willing to be a part of it, and you don't want to put that additional weight on any person that is not comfortable doing it. You don't want to create mm-hmm. a new problem, you know. But simply by them coming, if they don't want to confront the bully, if they will let us know. And like I said, sometimes we don't get it by from the students themselves. If another person is willing to step into the office and let the administrator know, to let some adult know that what is going on, that's still a help. You're right. Anything you do, any action, if they can take any type of action to help that person, it doesn't have to be direct. The bully doesn't need to know it's them, but it now has brought that attention to some others who are able to help or intervene. And what I know in the school situation, a lot mm-hmm. of times when there's a bullying incident, people want to handle this as a conflict. But is it really a conflict when I'm being bullied? I haven't done anything to them, so I really don't have conflict until they do something to me. So by conflict resolution, then they're saying that it's sort of minimizing my, my, my um, being the victim. Do you mm-hmm. agree with that? Yes, yes. They, they say that all the time. And one of the other things I need to say, too, that you and I do, we tell the kids to uh, let us know, like you said, we we ask them to even write us a letter. We've said, get on the hotline, mm-hmm. give us this information. And yeah, uh, we, we'll we've been able to, he- to. to help them <laughs> that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very difficult. But as long as we're vigilant, as long as adults are looking for cues of how and what to see in the student that's being bullied, if they are observing the body language, if they are, and you can tell if it's a toxic atmosphere as the adult. So those are the things that you're looking for to see if someone is being bullied, even if they're not crying out to you with the verbal help. There are signs that you can pick up from them that constitute that they're being threatened or they feel there's an imbalance of power. And some people are threatened simply because of age, Mm-hmm. and some are threatened because you are so much more popular than I am. You've got all these people on your side, and here I am standing by myself. So all of those things constitute a feeling of threat to some students that are being bullied. You're absolutely right. And we're not right. even talk about weapons. We're not even talk about that. But all those things would be what constitute being threatened by a bully. Mm. And when that is happening, 
parents will speak to you when those kinds of things are happening at a setting and it's whether it be a school setting uh, when your students are in community outings or anywhere when those things are happening you might see some social isolation with that student even when they're home they that you know they yes. withdraw from the family Mm-hmm. You might see some sleep disturbance in that in, in, in your student. You might even see their eating habits change. You might even there have been occasions of bedwetting. There have been occasions of students just becoming ill because of the devastation of having been bullied. There are all kinds of symptoms of depression. Uh, you might yeah. see school performance drop. So many things that are there if you are aware of the signs. You think, Coach? And, you know, one thing that happens also, Coach Lily, is that now a mild-tempered student, they are now taking on this aggression that they have been, has been thrust upon them. And so you're a mild-mannered child may become combative and aggressive at home. You're right. Because of the bullying. You're right. And and they feel like they can't handle it at school. Now, uh, uh-huh. Coach, I, I you know, I, I don't want to get way off the subject, but I think we need to mention every time it seems that we've had a school shooting and we've had teens involved, it seems to go back in the history of that team that they have been bullied. And I'm saying that is so devastation that a child, a teenage, would take that kind of bullying and turn it into a behavior to not just commit suicide themselves, but to end the lives of students in a school setting. Have, have, yeah. Haven't we heard that? Haven't, haven't it just gone back to being bullied, I think? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But a lot of times when students internalize things, it comes out in a negative way. <laughs> and many bullies turn, you know, they have some criminal activities in their future. They become antisocial. So those kinds of things demonstrate themselves when these uh, shootings and their relationships in the community. There again, bring it full circle back to a public health issue. We cannot take it lightly. We cannot. We cannot. And I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, of the persuasion that if we catch anything early, Early intervention, you and I both know that early intervention is the clue to getting any problem solved. And I think to myself, when there is a school shooting, I think to myself, if we could have gotten to that individual before it escalated that high. And the yeah. kids will say, the kids will tell us, well, you know, they 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 didn't they didn't work well with other people or they were by themselves or they used words like they were a loner. If we can mm-hmm, fix mm-hmm. those things, we can fix those things if we work on them. If we would address them early enough, if there's a kid that is just so antisocial that they don't 
uh, bother, be bothered by any other student, then we need to be addressing that. We need to be looking at it deeper. We need to be saying, how can we get the other kids involved? How can we get that kid uh, involved in uh, developing relationships and those kinds of things? And how do we stop whatever's going on with that kid's uh, mind? Now, Dr. Howard and I are going to be coming right back in a few minutes. We're going to talk with you more about the person that's doing the bullying. We don't want to forget them. No, Those two persons, the person, the victim and the person doing the bullying. We did a podcast one time that says, uh, help the bullies. And that's what we're saying yeah. in our society. The public health issue is help the bullies. Help the behavior. Help stop that behavior. So please come back with us, Dr. Jacqueline Howard and Coach Lily Williams, and we will be talking about various strategies to reduce and eliminate the devastating teen experiences of bullying. Come back with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com All over the country, we're seeking ways to stop just one more teen school shooting. To stop just one more teen suicide. Just one more teen pregnancy. And just one more teen drug and alcohol addiction. Policies, rules, and regulations will not change teen behavior. The one known research-based strategy to change teen behavior is to change what and how teens think. As a result of using the concepts, ideas, and strategies outlined in Tools for Teen Transformation, teens have fallen in love with themselves, raised their self-esteem, made better choices, and changed their behaviors. They are living productive lives. Look for the book Tools for Teen Transformation coming soon and to be announced first at Coach Lily's website, perfectingdestiny.com. You may also visit her website if you'd like to support the cause of empowering youth, teens, and young adults to love themselves and add value to their lives and everyone around them. That's perfectingdestiny.com. And be sure to look for Coach Lily's upcoming book. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, that it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Reach out to Coach Lily via email at perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. That's perfectingdestinylifecoach at gmail.com. Now, back to Tools for Teen Transformation. Welcome, 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 my radio audience, back to Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. I am your host, Lily Williams, and my guest is Dr. Jacqueline Howard. And we are still exploring various strategies. We're exploring strategies to reduce and eliminate the devastating experiences that teens have as a result of being bullied. And our show, we've been talking about bullies and bullying. We have talked about some things that uh, teens and other people do and say to uh, have other people to do and say and be what they want them to be. We have talked about uh, not only uh, physical, but we've talked about nonverbal incidents of people being bullied. Now, we don't want to leave this morning without saying to you, because we're targeting our teenagers, the social media bullying, that cyber bullying. And, you know, I want to say this, uh, that teens are in a position now that we were not in when we were teenagers. When we were teenagers, it was difficult to get a message from one person to another or to start a conversation about a person. But Coach Howard, what about that today in this 21st century? It's amazing how many hours our teens will spend with social media. So it is definitely true. Bullying does not always happen in person. And not only does it not happen in person, it happens in front of millions of people, thousands of people that all over the world can immediately see when you're being bullied through comments that are made online through social media. Mm. One caution I'd like to make to the teens is think and pause before you press enter. The things that we say, the things that we post, once it goes online, you might be able to delete that post, but it's still out there. Somebody has seen it. And you know now you can do snap screens, do those screenshots. Somebody perhaps has already captured it, so now it is still not deleted. Teams need to keep their passwords safe. You don't need to be sharing passwords with your friends. And that happens so often. And now someone is posting and it looks as if you have made these comments. So if you have a friend and they have your password, they're upset with someone else. But no, they don't want to say it themselves. They're going to say it under your password account. And so that mm. cyberbullying is awesome, the power that it has. And one thing, I, we used to have this occasionally when I was in school, where kids would post on Facebook or they post somewhere something really negative and harmful and hurtful about another person, and we can bring our XRO officer and get them involved in it because it is illegal for cyberbullying. Students don't realize that. So we want to make sure that you know it is important 
to be cognizant about the power of what you post. And if you're, in fact, posting bullying words, doing things that are harmfully going to impact another person, you can get in a lot of trouble with this. And teens need to know that, Coach Howard. Teens need to know that that is not a matter that is going to be taken lightly. You need to know that there are legal consequences when there is uh, bullying going on. And at no time is it justifiable. Uh, We are able to have legal uh, interactions with uh, police and other investigators to help decide what needs to happen with the social media and the cyber bullying. Now, we know, Coach, that that is such a strong influence that we have... Yeah, that we have had uh, reports that students have taken their own lives because of the devastation of having been bullied. Now I want to ask that person, how would you feel, and I've asked this to teens before, how would you feel, how could you accept the fact that someone has taken their lives because of your bullying behavior. And, mm. and, and, and having said that, Coach, you and I uh, did say that it doesn't just start when they're in high school and those kinds of things. We talked just a minute about uh, early intervention and you wanted to say something about the middle schoolers and, and where it where Yes, yes. Mm. During the developmental stage, and we know that middle school is a stage where the children are finding out who they are trying to find out, and there are a lot of social pressures that they are facing in middle school, and I do believe that if we could intervene at that level, Mm -hmm. if we can identify those bullies at that level and start working with them, then we won't have people or young, young people in high school that are doing these things that are impacting the community and their classroom and possibly ending lives when we can do that early, intervene early. And as parents, it's time for all parents to stop saying, not my child. We know that children will behave a certain way in front of the parents, but once they get out there with the additional pressures and with the things that are going on in the world today, can you definitively say, not my child? So for that parent that feels that their child does no wrong, I would ask that they start looking and being self-aware. There's a stopbullying.gov. It's an online program, and there's great information. Parents need, they must be informed. And if it's not their particular child that's being involved in the bullying or the victim, they can still be informed and maybe share with other parents. They might be able to see some other things in other students that they can share, but they need to be informed. I think that's just one of the things that we need to do as a community, as a society. We need to be more informed. And give me that that resource again. Stopbullying.gov. It has Stop great information bullying. about bullying, bully prevention, and training. Great. 
And and Dr. Howard, you just said that, uh, you know, we as parents need to stop saying, you know, it's not my child. We need to stop being in denial. Uh, and that's all over the world that we like to see the best in our in our children. And we should and we should certainly promote that. But yeah. you are denying your child uh a uh, 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 a life that they can live a prosperous life if you don't deal with the issues as early as they need to be dealt with. Um, Coach yeah, Howard just mentioned. Coach Howard just mentioned the middle school. Even earlier than that, what happens, parents, when you don't deal with uh, behavioral issues, particularly the bullying ones, those students grow up to be, uh, they have, it's a risk that they might be spousal abusers, child abusers, they're going to have anti-social behavior, and they probably might not be able to work jobs or be a long-term relationship. There are long-term effects of bullying that we need to handle as parents, as educators, as even, you know, pastors in churches getting clinical clinical uh, help. So we don't need to let it go past or, or to say, well, they'll stop or they'll get over it and those kinds of things. We need to address right. that behavior because one day <laughs> they're going to be an adult. That's true. And the one report was saying that there's 22% of students ages 12 through 18 that had been bullied in school. And the thing about that is it's during the time that I was working in school. This report is of 2013. And mm-hmm. then it says 20% of high school students are actually bullied on the property, on the school grounds. So all the adults that are there have to be vigilant. They have to be able to. I know there's a lot that's placed on our teachers in the classroom, but they continue to have more to do, not only the academic piece, but they now are involved in looking for the bully on the property mm. to keep the children safe. And it's, 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 a, it's not, a, not an easy job at all, you and I know. It's not no, it's an not. easy job. It's not an easy job to handle uh, the bullying and the things that go on in a school setting. Now, Dr. Howard, you and I, because we're both life coaches, what we would advocate to our audience today, we cannot control it all. It's, it's, it's an issue, and it's going to be an issue, but the way we get in front of that issue, Dr. Howard and I, we would suggest, we gave you that uh, that one resource, Stop bullying.gov you can get some information from there but as a parent and as a grandparent what we would say and as administrators in our schools we will say let's try to override the negative with positive and we would be you know using positive words as much as we can all the time in our school systems and where the kids are praising them for the good things that they're doing, no matter how small it is. We want to get away from bullying, letting everybody know that you are special. Uh, usually, yeah. the person that's being, usually the person that's being bullied, they're, they're feeling like they're not as, as special as everybody else. But uh, Dr. Howard, is there something else we want to make sure that we recommend to our audience to 
get rid or eliminate uh, bullying? Well, I'm going to go back to that relationship. Continue to create relationship with the young children. Create that supportive environment. Let them know they can trust you. Trust is big with youngsters. If they don't believe that you are genuine and authentic in your caring, then they're not going to talk to you as openly, as honestly as they need to for them to be able to share that they're being bullied. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we want to leave with the audience, too, is that please look for these signs if there is something going with your kids that are not uh, uh, like it has been or that is not uh, average or predictable with you. We have been looking at tools for teen transformation, trying to transform our teens thinking, trying to make them to be as positive as they can, uh, giving them ideas, strategies, and choices. Uh, Coach Howard, you've got something very special coming up. Give me 30 seconds of that, please. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Coach Lily. We have a women's retreat that's scheduled for April 26th through the 28th, and that's going to be located in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You can go to www.movingonwithcoaching to see some pictures of our past event and to also register if you would like. But we all have things that we need to rest from. We need time to reignite it. And we need time to connect with other positive women. So this retreat is one just that. So we try to meet the mind, body, and soul of the women that may come to this retreat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Coach Howard. We appreciate you being our guest today. This has been Tools for Teen Transformation with your host, Coach Lily Williams. And we hope that we have stopped some bullying on today. We've made people feel better. Yes. Today, what we will say is stop the bullying. Please come back with us next week. Next week, we will have some teen perspectives. We will tell you from the mouth of teens what they're saying about different teen issues. Come back with us on next week. Thank you so much. Tools for Teen Transformation Radio. Thank you for joining Coach Lilly and Tools for Teen Transformation. You'll want to be here for another show next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, use some of what you've learned today to start a dialogue and be there for someone. It just might save a teen's life.